0: Welcome to the ultimate weigh-in show. I'm your host Manpreet aka MMA Lock of the Night and your boy on social media at MMALOTN. and this week we're going over the big UFC 273 card headlined by two title fights in the main event, we got the Korean zombie trying to make a second crack at the featherweight strap. He's going up against the 20-fight unbeaten streak of Alexander Volkanovsky In the co-main event, we got the rematch of champion, bantamweight champion, Aljamain Sterling, taking on interim champ Pyotr Jan. A lot of heat, a lot of uh, an animosity in that fight. Very much looking forward to seeing how that one goes down. And then obviously, the the, the one fight that's getting probably the bulk of the attention this week, we got the return of Hamza have going up against his stiffest test to date, Mr. Gilbert Durino burns I cannot wait for this card. A couple of other great fights sprinkled out throughout uh, the main card and prelims as well, and we're here to break down the entire card for you. Two quick housekeeping notes for you guys before I bring in my guest. First and foremost, the Dog of the Night Challenge uh, deadline is... Uh, Sunday. So if you are keen on betting underdogs and want to test your skills up against other sharp folks, make sure you guys check out the dog of the night challenge link. Uh, Actually hit me up in, uh, in my DMs on Twitter or Instagram. I'll send you the full details and we'll get you signed up and ready to go. And secondly, Uh, Tomorrow, I'm flying out to Saskatchewan to visit my in-laws. So there will be no fight day live chat. There will be no IG live tomorrow. Uh, I'm just going to be flying out there and hanging out with the fam and uh, really enjoy my time. Hopefully, I stumble across Brock Lesnar. Who knows? I know he's usually out there hunting and stuff. So maybe I'll run into him. I I can see him considering how flat Saskatchewan is. Maybe I'll get to see his big ass uh, from a couple miles away. All right, um, without further ado, let me introduce my guest here for you guys. I was very excited when I was able to m- nab this man's time because he seems like one of the busiest guys in the industry. He is a UFC veteran, uh, one of the owners and head coaches over there at Eastern uh, Eastern Training Center in uh, Colorado. He's also the co-host of the Seconds Out podcast with my guy Eric Nixick. Uh, he's a motivational speaker at BJJ Black Belt and all-around badass. We got my guy, Elliot Marshall. Elliot, how are you doing, my friend?
1: What's up man Preet. how are you man
0: i'm good brother i'm good man i was i was very happy that you uh pretty much immediately accepted to do the show i'm like damn i can't believe it was that easy this guy has so much on his plates and he's able to dedicate uh, about an hour to me today to break down the fights i know you're out there uh, where where are these uh pan ams taking place so we're yeah been?
1: we're we're in orlando florida um it's been it's been a busy month for me it's been this is my fifth weekend in a row of travel for so this is not normal for me so I, I'm ready to uh, to go home.
0: <laughs> the, the question is, how are you feeling, though, after five weeks of straight travel? Uh, you
1: know, I was really doing okay until the end of the ADCC trials last weekend. And then I, I got wrecked. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. So, uh, yeah, here we are.
0: I'll try to make this as enjoyable as possible for you so that we can actually get through this hour a, a lot quicker. We're good. And then you can get back to uh, scouting coffee shops, which I know is something that you're very keen yeah, on. How did
1: you know? How did you know? I'm, I'm not a coffee snob
0: at all. <laughs> I so may or may not of, have been creeping this IG stories a bit over the last this week. This is one of so. my
1: problems with Orlando is there's no real good coffee anywhere. Like So I end up just getting black coffee places uh, well, like from like Wawa. But I like Wawa, so I don't, don't want to hate on Wawa.
0: If there's anybody from the Orlando area in the live chat, please make sure to give my guy Elliot some suggestions. Maybe he'll uh, un- uncover a hidden gem that he hasn't come across yet. So please do ahead with amazing. some of those as well. All right, uh, Elliot, we are here to break down UFC 273. A big mm-hmm. uh, card here. Obviously, two title fights and obviously the return of Hamzat uh and, and Without even putting your analysis hat on right right now Mm -hmm. what fight or what fighter kind of stands out to you most outside you know what you're probably gonna say Hamza Chimaev let's let's leave Chimaev out of this we'll get to him when we talk about that matchup yeah but what what matchup or what fighter specifically sticks out to you most on this card
1: um the fight the fight that sticks out the most to me is uh is Volkanowski and Korean Zombie you know um I I think that's an amazing fight I think it's a great matchup. and I'm just super interested to see, you know, uh, how Volkanowski deals with uh, such length in, in the zombie, you know?
0: perfect perfect all right so let's just not waste any more time let's just get into the actual yep. breakdowns we'll start okay. off with the main event here we got minus 800 on alexander volkanowski and plus 500 the return on Chan Sung young the consensus here is the line is just too wide right we got to give yeah, Zombie a little bit too much more uh, a little bit more respect than that plus 500 line indicates but ultimately how do you see this fight going down
1: i see it Volk-Nossi being the winner um it's just it's just not enough respect for a zombie right like uh I think he's going to win. I think he's going to like to my question that I that I posed. Volkanovski has been short his whole life. So uh, (laughs) he's like this isn't like something new to him. He's not like, oh, my God, I'm normally I'm normally like, you know, the longer guy. And now being the the shorter guy is going to be this this grand stretch or something or or difficulty that he's never faced before. Um, This has always been the case for him. So I think he'll deal with it well. I don't think Zombie will put him away. And I and I think that's the only way Zombie could win is to put him away. Uh, and I think I think Volkanowski could could ride out the points to the end. So, you know, not not ride him out. He'll he'll, he'll beat him up good. He could stop him. Um, but I see I, I see a clean sweep, 50-45 uh, for Volkanovski. I don't think zombie's gonna get around. Uh, and but I could see them being very close rounds. Right, I, I don't think, um, I don't think that that that's where I say that the 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 odds are too great. I would say is I could see it like, okay, that was close, but Volkanovski. Okay, that was close, but Volkanovski, all the way across. And I think that's one of the things that that people get wrong sometimes is when you when you hear a fifty forty five, uh,
0: they think card so. they or think
1: thirty twenty seven. They they think blowout, and it doesn't. Yeah. It might be blowout, but it doesn't have to be blowout
0: yeah uh one thing i'd actually like to ask you in regards to alexander yeah. volkanovsky he's not this crazy like power puncher he's not this crazy jujitsu jitsu wizard he's not this standout wrestler or anything like that what is it about his game that you think makes him so great
1: the soundness everywhere he's very sound everywhere you know um you, you really saw that in the in the uh in his last fight with ortega where his submission defense
0: was uh, still right.
1: tested and on point right like like i would have tapped on both of those so <laughs> you <laughs> see I'm his all... head like turning purple yeah, which is yeah, absolutely
0: yeah. crazy and he still got it out that was mm-hmm. probably one of the craziest moments in like featherweight title history for sure yes. um so uh, for me as well, I- I'm going to be on the Volkanovski side. I just can't uh, make a good enough argument to play him at minus 800 or even for people to parlay him at minus 800. It just doesn't it doesn't do enough for uh, for parlays or adding any value to parlays. But the best way to play it, in my opinion, would be to take him by decision. Elliot agrees that he probably goes the full 25 minutes here. And that line is currently sitting at minus 150, which I think is a very good line here. Put 150 bucks down, you get 100 bucks back on uh, Volkanovski to win by decision. That's probably going to be my play here in case you are overexposed on the volkanovski side playing zombie by ko at plus 1000 probably his only way of winning this fight if it does happen those are not bad odds to to hedge out on this would you agree on that
1: well it's the only way the zombie is going to win
0: exactly right there so you
1: go. if there's not if you if, if if you have to hedge somewhere um you hedge zombie you know then you hedge on the zombie by ko because he's not going to decision volkanovski uh
0: if ortega he, he couldn't sub him you think korean zombie's <laughs> gonna sub him
1: <laughs> well i think korean zombie has a better chance of stopping him yeah, because by,
0: by ko or sub by ko, by, more. By
1: KO right yeah because yeah. ortega was gonna stop him by sub yeah right that's how i that's how like that that's where the smart money would have been but that's it's very hard to sub the champion you know yeah. it's, it's very very hard to sub the champion always um but as far as you know Look, the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while, and <laughs> so they get a knockout. And the Korean Zombie is not a dog, right? Like he's a very good fighter. So he, he and he's a knockout artist. So um, it only takes one.
0: Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the co-main event here where we have the bantamweight title on the line. We got Aljamain Sterling going up against Piotr Jan. In terms of odds, minus 470 now on Piotr Jan, plus 370 return on Aljamain Sterling. Just to put into perspective, when they were first matched up against each other at UFC 259 last year, Aljamain Sterling was the minus 120 favorite. He was the slight favorite against Pierre as a lot of people thought his activity and output would be able to get the job done against Pierre who at times seems a little bit uh, low volume, but he does a very good job in terms of making his reads, letting his combinations go, and more often than not, dropping his opponents. Perfect example, his fight against Jimmy Rivera, where it looked like he was losing the first two rounds, but then he lands uh, a big shot with about 10 to 15 seconds left, and both of those first two rounds drops Jimmy Rivera, gets the round back in his favor. Very slim margins, but in five-round fights, this guy has been nothing short of spectacular. We saw his uh, performance against Jose Aldo. That was absolutely phenomenal, seeing him stop him late in that fight. Uh, and then obviously the the Aljamain Sterling fight where we saw him really start to pick up the pace after dropping the one of the first two rounds. But third, fourth was really going his way. And then obviously the illegal knee comes into question here. Uh, since then, pierre Jan goes out there and defeats Corey Sandhagen. I honestly thought Sandhagen was probably going to be the best guy to go out there and derail a guy like pierre Jan. His movement, his range, his output, I thought it would all be enough for pierre Jan, But Yan managed to make those reads after the first round, really start to close in on Corey Sandhagen, dropped him a couple times had massive success with his combinations and really just wore on Corey. I'm interested to see what kind of readjustments Aljamain Sterling is going to be making this time around, seeing as he's already been in there with a guy like Piotr Jan. Where did he believe that he can make the adjustments to come out the legitimate champion this time around? Uh, I'm going up Piotr Jan. I still think he's the shit. I think he's going to be one of the hardest guys to beat at 135 pounds. And selfishly, I kind of want to see both him and Volkanovsky go undefeated for the next little while so we can potentially have the matchup because that would be an amazing fight as well. So my pick's going to be Piotr Jan. I think he finishes Corey's, or sorry, uh, Aljamain Sterling late uh there is a prop out there round four round five decision for pure to win in that spot at minus 170. i think that's much better than playing the minus 475. i he could finish aljo early here but i do think it's going to be a, a slow process and then eventually he'll start to catch up with him and eventually finish him later in this fight uh how do you see this one going down elliot
1: can i can i dive all, diverge for a second
0: go for it hit me
1: first of all uh, Aljo doesn't deserve any of the the bullshit that he's getting Absolutely. as far as Absolutely. The, that, that he's not the, like that he's not the champ and he doesn't deserve it. I, I agree. Maybe he didn't earn it in any, like that might be true, but it ain't his fault. He didn't do yeah. anything wrong. Right? Like he went out there and fought and I really want to say, and, and I said this on uh, Eric and Mike's podcast, the second style podcast, that I, I really don't like how when an illegal shot is thrown, Okay, that they only ask the fighter if he's okay. I really, really, really don't like that because, of course, the fighter's going to say he's okay, and he's not okay. I think a classic case was a long, long time ago, Michael Bisping and Jorge Rivera. Remember this oh, fight? Oh wow! It was, yeah, it, you it was in Australia. Yep. You know, and uh, Michael Bisping threw the illegal shot, and Jorge Rivera was beating him at the time, right? And then all of a sudden, the illegal shot comes. You can see Rivera's all messed up still, and. And and he says he's ready to fight, and then he got stopped within a minute of of, of that. So um, none of that is is Aljo's fight, and I think we have to do something when the, when there's big big illegal shots like that. I, I don't um, intentional. Like, do or think, sorry,
0: do you think they should just stop the fight? Like, I think yeah, I think like leave it up to the referee's discretion and be like, okay, that was a very bad shot. Like, yes. th- that that knee that Jan landed was right on the bullseye like yeah that was hard it clearly had an effect but aljo wanting to be the warrior doesn't want to say that he can't fight it should be the referee's discretion right
1: right yeah and and that's and and the doctors right Mm -hmm. like it shouldn't and and it should all be based on how illegal and how i'm sorry how impactful was the was the shot right like it's a if it's a fight ending shot like that knee was like because aljo's just down then fights need to be over Like, there's no such thing as recovering from a knockout and then being able to go fight.
0: I think that's an absolutely great point that you You brought up. And it definitely needs to be spoken, especially during this week, because Aljo has gotten way too much unnecessary flack. He's not the one that threw the illegal knee. Obviously, you're going to be rattled at that point in the fight. His cardio was obviously taking a hit and now add in an illegal shot. Of course, the guy's going to be compromised.
1: So that's not fair to him. That's not fair to him to be compromised from an illegal shot. Right? right like that that is unfair and uh pio gonna win but <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, 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 like well, what do yeah. you see though like right. how, how do you see him getting it done uh, uh sorry so I, I, I can you just correct me one sec but were you involved with the corey sandhagen training camp i can't recall who who corners and 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 coaches christian
1: it. christian was and christian's okay. corey's coach yeah um okay. how is piotr gonna get it done um just like last time uh, how he was getting it done. He's going to maybe drop the first round like he did last time, I believe. Because um, he always drops the first round yeah. to everyone. Yeah. And, and and then he steamrolls you after that. Right? He beats you. So that's how he's done it to everyone. That's, I mean, uh, he had a wonderful performance against Jose Aldo and it was a close first round. Uh, right? Like, it's just, that's, how, that, that's Piotr's style. Uh, it, it's a little, and it, it's not as, uh, you know, like how Anderson used to do it. Anderson used to bring used up first, that name. Yeah. I'm
0: so glad that you brought it up. But continue,
1: please. Anderson used to lose the first round all the time Yeah, and then starch people, right? Just starch people. Like, uh, even the second fight with Chael, let's remember he lost the first round. Chael took him down. Right. And then everyone's like, oh man, are we going to see, uh. Are we gonna see a, just a continuation of the last fight and then anderson was like no we're not watch this <laughs> you know
0: dude it was something special when he was on his run like mm-hmm. like i don't think people like post connor era really understand how much of a badass anderson Silva please was. don't
1: compare connor's run to anderson's no, connor's no, no. run connor's you know run I mean? was six fights and <laughs> you know what i mean though yeah i know yeah yeah, yeah for sure like a yeah. lot
0: of the fans right now are post connor era but right. I just mean, like, people don't know during Anderson Silva's run. They just know him against Jared Cannonier and getting his leg checked right. and losing that fight, right? right? That's what they of know. Of course.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. They they know this Anderson that is okay.
0: Exactly. The, you know? They don't so, know the yeah. badass that he was. <laughs> it's the greatest
1: run in MMA history. Easily. That, yeah. I, I have he, to agree. He, yeah. So,
0: As a Canadian, I'll give that up. You know, I know GSP is my boy and all that. But, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Anderson Silva's yeah. run was very tough. I'll give
1: it. I'll give it back to you. What GSP did by coming back and winning the 185 pound title, um, I think it surpasses, it, it puts him past Anderson on the GOAT list.
0: Interesting. See, for me, it's it's one win over Michael Bisming at 185. That's all he did. For me, that's not enough. Anderson's run, the way he was doing it, all that stuff. But Anderson allowed to himself to
1: lose too much.
0: Uh, okay, okay. You know, Anderson allowed- i, I respect it. your opinion, for sure. That's just, I, I yeah.
1: But but there is, I mean, I mean, it's it's only John Jones and Khabib that are on yeah. this that are actually duking it out on that GOAT list. Yeah. So Absolutely. um well the oh Peter Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan's gonna win this fight. Piotr Jan is uh too tough of an opponent. Um no one has figured him out yet, right? Like Aljo did not figure him out. He got disqualified versus, you know. Um, I could see this line being bigger than it is. Oh, like, okay. I right like like, if you're going to have the Volkanovski Korean zombie line where where that line is, then, ha- like, Aljo hasn't fought since Piotr Like, when was that fight?
0: Uh, that was March or April of last year, if I'm not mistaken.
1: So that's a year. That's yeah. a year of inactivity. activity. That's a yeah. long time. Plus injury. Yeah. Right? How's his neck?
0: Yeah. Apparently, it's you know? good to go. We'll see yeah, you yeah, yeah, on yeah, fight yeah, night, course.
1: but uh, <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I love the look, Elliot. I wish I could screenshot that because that's meme worthy right there. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's of fixed. course
1: it's okay. But what I mean, what's he gonna say, man? Let me tell you how bad my neck is. I'm gonna go fight though.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, like, just, I get, I get, so I
1: get weird. mad at everyone when, when, like, you know, like when somebody says that they're hurt after after a fight. It's like, what did you want to? say? Well, you wanted them to say it before a fight? He's not. A, like, what else is there to do ex- except make excuses when you lost? Yeah. yeah. Like. I'll, here, I'm I'm going to tell you why I lost. Uh, yeah. You know, I was scared. I was this, I was that. I had the My sweats the night right. before. <laughs> I had the sweats the night before. My life is terrible right now. I'm injured. Like, what, Like, is it an excuse? Like, of course it is an excuse. Yeah. You get into a cage and fight somebody and see what happens after you lose.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just to put it in perspective, minus 475 indicates that Pierre Dion wins this fight 83% of the time. Is that a number you agree with? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all we need to hear. Because I absolutely agree as well. I do think that Pierre Jan is going to be one of the diff- most difficult guys to uh, beat and dethrone at 135 pounds.
1: You were right. If Corey, if somebody was going to do it, it was going to be Corey. And Bingo. that fight wasn't close. It was not a great fight, but not close. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was a very good fight. but
0: uh, yeah, Jan showed that. something in that, man. Jan, Jan just pulled through, and and he had a tough first round, just like he always does, but managed to, to pull it off afterwards. All right. Let's keep ah, this train moving hold on here. Hold on.
1: What? Hold on. Go ahead. TJ could, TJ could do it. TJ is a you very so? smart, TJ is a very, look, TJ did not win the fight against Corey Sande. TJ won the game, yeah. right? So TJ, I could see TJ losing. I could see the same thing, TJ versus Piotr.
0: Well, what kind of percentage would you give TJ Dillashaw against Piotr Jan? 40%. Like take to consider, sorry, how much?
1: 40. I think it's a 60, 40 fight in favor of Piotr Jan.
0: 60-45 pretty much indicates that we'll see um, roughly about minus 150-ish for the Pierre Yon side. So if you're getting anything better than plus 130, plus 140 on TJ Dillashaw, you're going to get tremendous amount of value there. And I'm assuming we're going to get like plus 300 because this aura of purity on continues right. to
1: grow. Dude, tell me when the last time TJ Dillashaw lost the weight fight was.
0: I can't tell you that. Maybe the Corey Sanhagen fight. (laughs) No, no, he won
1: that fight. I know, I know, I know. Right? Like, tell me the last time his hand didn't get raised in a bantamweight fight.
0: I I think it was uh, Dominic Cruz way back when Cruz Cruz came back, yeah.
1: Yep. I I was cornering TJ for that fight. So I coached TJ for that fight. So yeah, that was the last time he lost a bantamweight fight.
0: There you go. All right, let's let's keep this train moving along, Elliot, because mm-hmm. we got a couple more fights to talk about. Sorry, and this one is yeah. the one I'm most and no worries, I'm enjoying the banter. Obviously, uh, next up we got the the most talked about fight on the entire card. We got Hamzat Shmaev going up against Gilbert Burns. You want to talk about wide odds? We got wide odds here as well. Gilbert Burns is coming in as a plus three eighty five dog. Minus five fifty is the return on a Hamzat Shmaev. And again, to put that into perspective, they believe that Shmaev wins this fight eighty five percent of the time. He's going from fighting Li Liang all the way up to Gilbert Burns, who just fought for our title a couple fights ago. What are your thoughts on this kid, man? What, can you remember the last time we had this much hype on a kid like this? Like, yeah, this will just go out there and dead dudes with the punch like Conor was doing. He goes out there and literally smashes these guys worse than what Khabib was doing back in the day.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, we have to remember Khabib too was, uh, he wasn't smashing, smashing at first, right? Yeah. He smashed it. He smashed <laughs> uh,
0: at the end he eased his way into it
1: you know but like he figured himself out which was uh which was really great and it, it made for exciting stories and it made for an exciting exit and, and everything right um but no khabib didn't come in like this khabib uh khabib had some decisions in there um
0: sketchy one nice no, in tebow but yeah right continue.
1: you know uh yes hamza is the favorite i i agree with that uh I think they're not putting enough respect on Gilbert Burns' name.
0: Okay, here honest, we go. Yeah. This is what we're here for, Elliot. Drop yes. it on us.
1: Look, uh, Gilbert was close to stopping the pound-for-pound king right now in, in Usman. Um, Gilbert has beaten Woodley. Gilbert has beaten Damian Maia. Gilbert has beaten uh, and fought inside the top five of a division for the past, what, three years or so? <coughs> Hamza is is incredibly good okay incredibly good but we haven't seen the young man be tested yet we haven't seen what happens when the young man sees a little bit of of deep water we don't know how he reacts everyone thinks you know how you react to uh being tired in a fight to being hurt in a fight we think we know but we don't know so we have to see it right like look i'll use connor as the example okay everyone's like oh connor 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 and then they Diaz showed up and what yeah
0: <laughs> and then Wrecked what shit. yeah
1: why because we've never seen connor what
0: tested go to adversity yeah
1: yeah and he and he does not do it well
0: we saw right? a glimpse of it when he fought chad mendes but chad mendes came off the boat sipping coronas a week before
1: that was the game plan versus chad yeah. mendes yeah Like right? you know he just survived the first against yeah. chad mendes right um so that wasn't real adversity. Connor wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. Connor was fresh. He leaned, almost allowed the takedown to happen versus Chad Mendez, right? So uh, yeah, just don't get stopped or cut, you know badly or anything like that or, um, or guillotined. So don't like you't did see Connor even really scramble in that fight versus Chad uh, until the end. Uh, now, Hamza, we, we need to see now, and I agree that he's the favorite. I think he's gonna win. Um, but to say that someone's just gonna go out and starch a title contender and a title contender who really pushed the champion, right? Like like Gilbert Gilbert had uh, had Usman in trouble, right? And so to say that uh, some guy that has, has he fought somebody inside the top 10 yet?
0: I, I don't recall if Lee Li Jing Liang was top 10. I think he was oh, at no, least no, top 15. We-
1: no, because Legion Young had just lost to Neil Magny.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: know? yeah. And by a split decision, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's unanimous, I don't know. But Neil didn't stop him, right? So, yeah. and Neil's a very good fighter, you know? So to say- One of to my favorites say, that, all. that guy's yes, a G. But yes, to say that you're going to go from fighting that caliber of fighter to then uh, does, who, who, and I think Neil's top t- is top 10, right? Um, to, to, to being such a heavy favorite against, uh, Gilbert Burns. I mean, I mean, to steal Usman's line, put some respect on his name. <laughs> so and look, like I said, the percentages, no cred- that's taking nothing away from any of the people I've mentioned. Neil's an amazing fighter. Yeah. great bet. Like we're talking about betting here. Right. Yeah. Mostly. Right. Uh, neil's an amazing fighter i've coached him for years uh i'm sure uh lee is an amazing fighter right but like it's just it's just making it very very disrespectful to gilbert burns who i think his only loss at welterweight is the champ
0: yeah so, correct
1: right <clears throat> come on
0: stop it so you think he has a better than a 50 chance is what you're saying <laughs>
1: No, I don't think he has better than a fifteen percent chance. <laughs> but I think um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> look at my guy Elliot trying to make a case for Burns and then like not even agreeing with the odds. No, no, or hold on. Agreeing with the odds, sorry.
1: So, so well, odds and percentages are tough, right? Like Because yeah. they're not. They're not. They're not quite the same. I think he deserves more respect. Like yeah. if, if Burns wins, I'm not going to be like, yo. Like when Matt Sarah beat GSP, everyone was like, yeah. yo, yeah, right? Like <laughs> uh, in these when uh so yeah I um yeah it's not I'm not going to be shocked yeah if Burns does it uh, I'll tell you exactly how it's going to happen it's going to either happen one of two ways it's either uh I'll give it three ways sorry uh it's either going to be a, a knockout by a one punch okay because Burns does have that kind of power okay or uh, it's going to happen late in the third because it's a three-round fight, yes? Yeah. They make it five, okay? It's going to happen late in the third by either uh, stoppage, uh, TKO, or he'll take his back and choke him. It, it will be one of those ways, either late, late in the fight because Hamza is exhausted uh, or an early knockout. Now, uh, I think the odds of that are about
0: 15%. There you go. In terms of getting Gilbert Burns to win via, well, let's just say inside the distance, we're currently looking at uh, plus 650, so a decent line there. Uh, You're getting him straight up at plus 385, so in case he does go out there and get the decision as well, it's probably better to just take the plus 385 than take the plus plus. 650, mm-hmm. like I said, on the finish there. All right, but official prediction in terms of winner. Let's take odds out of this. Are you going, Shamayev? Oh, no, Yeah, There we go. There you go. Again, there's that <laughs> face again. There's that, yeah. that fucking face. I love it. Shema, All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next fight here. And I think you have a little bit of uh uh history with uh, one of these fighters here, at least very familiar with them. We got McKenzie Durden going up against Tisha Torres. Uh, in terms of odds, I believe it is still a pick'em here uh let me just confirm that right now uh minus yeah uh, minus 120 for mckenzie Dern, plus 100 for t-shirt tours a so very close fight uh slightly odds in favor of mckenzie Dern there uh i'll give you my quick synopsis of this fight and then i'll uh mm-hmm. dro- drop it on over to you i have a bet on t-shirt Tours in this spot i think that this is a great spot for her to go out there keep this fight on the feet use her speed use her uh movement and ability to just keep uh, mckenzie Dern in striking range and uh pretty much just beat her up there you know mckenzie showed some decent striking skills in the verna Robo fight but verna Roba is not a striker either so that's where you could see mckenzie didn't really show off her striking improvements that she's been making with uh, our guy jason perillo but i think tisha torres is just too much of a veteran just look at the names that she's fought time and time again she's literally fought the best of the best in this division and has yet to be stopped Nobody can stop this woman. She's very durable. She's very smart. She has great fight IQ, in my opinion. And I think she's going to use her speed to the best of her ability here to keep Mackenzie Dern uh, vertical. And I think from there, she could, uh, she'll could, she likely win a fight via decision. I had this tinfall, uh conspiracy hat theory this week that she could possibly uh, finish her via standing TKO if she just starts to let her strikes go, especially if she's been having success for the first two rounds. That currently plays out plus 600 for Tisha Torres to win via TKO. But... I'd rather just take the plus money, uh, the plus 100 here, even money that you're getting on Tisha Torres. Uh, I think she's a great spot here. You know, Mackenzie needs to get this fight to the ground. Unfortunately, Mackenzie Dern is only 3 of 28 on takedown attempts in her UFC career. She shoots less than 10% uh, accuracy in terms of her takedowns. But there are fights where fighters, for some reason, follow her to the ground. Rana Marcos, Hannah Cyphers are the ones that come to mind there where they say, you know what, I'm going to stay away from a jiu-jitsu. I'm going to shut off the takedowns. I'm going to beat her up on the feet. And then the first opportunity either of those women get with Mackenzie Dern on the ground, they fall her to the ground. And obviously Mackenzie Dern gets the submission quickly thereafter. I'd be surprised if Tisha Torres has that type of gaff. Uh, And I do think she'll keep this fight standing. I think she'll have massive success striking, beating her to the punch. And uh, yeah, brutalizing Mackenzie Dern over 15 minutes. So give me some Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres by decision will be my official prediction. But like I said, a little bit of a sprinkle on that KO prop. I know it's a long shot as Tisha Torres doesn't really finish any. She had that one TKO stoppage against Sam Hughes But I believe that was an eye injury That stopped that fight Uh, But yeah, I like Tisha Torres a lot here And I think she's kind of being disrespected Just as she was in the Brienne Van Buren fight A couple fights ago Where she was a plus 190 dog Thank you for the cash, Tisha, in that one But yeah, she should go out there And uh, beat Mackenzie Dern How do you see this one going down, Elliot? And am I off? Did you work with Tisha at all? I know she's in Denver or Colorado Yeah, she's in
1: Colorado So um, Yeah. yeah, I see her sometimes You know, she and Raquel come up Um, I can't understand the the McKen. Oh God. I hate saying this because I'm a jujitsu person.
0: That's why Um, I wanted to get your perspective on this specifically. Yeah. The Mackenzie Dern
1: love is is a little, uh, especially in this fight, it's a little odd to me because like she doesn't, she, she's a jujitsu person that has fallen in love with her striking and her striking is not that great yet. Right. So, um, like you said, she's she's 10% on her takedowns. So uh, unless, yeah, unless Tisha has a massive mistake and just follows her to the ground, uh, the fight probably won't go to the ground. So therefore you have to say Tisha Torres.
0: I love it. I love like, it.
1: It's pretty pretty much as simple as that, right? Now look, uh, if, if Mackenzie gets her down, it's gonna be a wrap.
0: You, if, you, if what do you think of Tisha internet. Torres's you don't you don't think highly of uh Torres's submission defense or is Dern just well, that can fucking I, can good?
1: I just just say I think that highly of McKenzie's? There we go. Okay, see that's that, exactly. that okay? That's what, yeah. we'll, we'll go the <laughs> other way, right? Like uh we'll we'll go the other way of saying that McKenzie's is that amazing. Um and uh it's interesting like when you look at the difference with the ladies like what mackenzie is able to get away with 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 the ladies sometimes um the the guys can't get away with quite quite so much because of the power differential right like mackenzie plays the legs a lot um and you see uh what happens sometimes when the guys like there's knockouts right because your head is so exposed where the girls just don't have the power especially at the 115 weight division to knock the other person out, so the legs are open a little more. You know, it, like you, might take a couple shots, but then you you finish the leg. So that that's what Mackenzie during. Mackenzie's a big leg locker, and she enters the legs a lot. So uh, it, it allows for her jujitsu to translate well over to the MMA, uh, where you don't see that as much in in the guys, right? Be- because of of the differences in the games that you have to play.
0: Uh, so, so your guy Eric Nixik, he's actually a part of the uh, the challenge show that I do with uh, five other coaches. And uh, his pick this week was Mackenzie Dern. He's putting his hypothetical hundred dollars on uh, Mackenzie Dern here. He believes that her overhand right will allow her to close the distance here, close enough so that she can get a body lock on Tisha Torres and either hop on her back, drag her to the ground, you know, drop down for a leg, try to get a reversal like she did against Ronda Marcos. Uh, do, do you see that as a viable path to victory for her in this? I part? mean, that's
1: the path, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, he and I talked about it this week too. That's the path. That's how she's going to have to get it done. Um, she she has a decent overhand, right? But Tisha's very fast and Tisha moves a lot. Um, the thing with McKenzie is it's only going to take one takedown probably. As long as uh, – so, you know, if there's enough time for her to work in the round, it's only going to take – it would only take one. Um, if there's not – like if it's towards the end of the round and literally all Tisha has to do is survive, then she, I, I think she could. But if it happens early in a round – It's going to be problems. McKenzie is a fucking ninja. You know? So
0: official prediction for this one, we go in Dern or Torres? Uh, Torres. There we go. And just a quick hedge opportunity for anybody that is overexposed on the t-shirt tour side. Mackenzie Dern by submission is sitting at plus two fifty, which I find a little bit crazy considering that's probably the majority of her win equity in this fight. So uh, if you want to hedge a little bit, that's not a bad way to do it. Plus two fifty on her to win via submission. But let's go tiny tornado. Let's let's not worry about any hedging here. We're going, we're going T shirt tours all day in this.
1: It's fight. gonna be hard for Mackenzie to 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 get the takedown.
0: Love it. All right, let's move on to the next fight here. We got veteran Vince Michelle going up against the Greco-Roman silver medalist, uh, Mark Madsen. In terms of odds, we're currently looking at minus. Uh, actually, wow, a ton of money coming in on the Mark Madsen side. Close to a pick on certain spots. You you can also get minus 120 on Vince Michelle at certain spots. But he is the slight favorite here. The veteran Vince Michelle continues to go out there and just deliver on just amazing performances. Last time around, I was actually uh, live for him to go out there when he fought uh, Austin Harbor. Great fight from both guys there Vince Michelle just pulls it out a little bit more at the end of it gets the decision uh, on the flip side for Mark Madsen he fought the same night against Clay Guida and we saw a very unorthodox approach from him there as he didn't go for any takedowns he actually shot one takedown but didn't land it but for the majority of that he wanted to go out there test his striking and knew if he tried getting into a scrambling battle with Clay Guida more than likely he's going to start to fall behind and once will see his gas tank pay for it just as it did in the Austin Hubbard fight Austin Hubbard nearly got him out of there in that third round as Mark Madsen was working very hard to keep him down in the first two rounds and his gas tank really uh, was compromised due to that. If he goes out there and tries to strike strike with Vince Michelle for 15 minutes, I don't think that's a good idea. I think he still has some holes in his striking game that he needs to shore up. And I don't think he'll get away with striking with him for 15 minutes. So he's gonna be forced to shoot a couple takedowns here. Vince Michelle uh faced a very similar well not a similar wrestler, but a very high level wrestler in Gregor Gillespie uh, a couple of fights ago. And he, you know, made Gregor very much work for those takedowns. He did eventually get submitted in the second round there. But I do think that Gregor Gregor has a much better jujitsu game than what Mark Madsen brings to the table. So even if Madsen gets him to the ground here, I think Pachel will be safe. He'll eventually be able to find his way back to his feet and really make Madsen work. I like uh Vince Paschell late in this fight. You know, I think if it was Pachel in that third round instead of Austin Hubbard, I think Paschell probably could have gotten the finish. But uh taking him straight or even one of the props that are out there for Vince Michelle to win in round three or decision is plus 130. I think that's a great spot taking him to win straight up and round three is plus 1400. Give me some of that. But I do like Vince Michelle here. I think he deals with the early wrestling onslaught comes on late and finds the finish late in this fight. Uh How familiar are you with Are you with these guys? And then obviously I
1: disagree with you
0: okay hit me this is what i'm here this is what i want you here for i
1: think i think uh i think uh mattson made a good choice in going with henry cejudo right Mm because he's in phoenix now correct and i think that's really going to have you're going to see a different uh a different game i believe because he's he's going to take him down and i think he's going to have the conditioning um in this fight to deal with uh how the austin hubbard fight was years ago Right, it was it was his first was, fight in the UFC.
0: It was his second uh, fight in the UFC. I second, okay, yeah, um, and uh, I think it was, it was only two fights ago for him. It wasn't that long ago. It was he took uh, a big layoff. Uh, actually, yeah, you are correct. So March of 2020 is when the Austin Hubbard fight was, and then well, he took to a bring year and a half off. Don't try to bring that smoke at
1: me, Don't try to bring that smoke at me.
0: Try to fact check you here, <laughs> Elliot.
1: I only knew because it's because I was with Elevation at the time, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so. I think you're gonna see big improvement as far as i think he's going to get vince pichelle down and i think he's going to get vince pichelle down over and over and over again or as much as he needs to and i think he will not be stopping vince but he will be controlling vince and and winning this fight via decision 30 27 in a Ah. boring in a boring uh fashion
0: there you go conviction for my guy Elliot marshall on the mark madsen side here very much looking forward to it the the part that will surprise me most if you are correct in terms of your prediction here is going to be the conditioning enough to at least get a 30 27 as well i think he loses the third round at a decent clip but obviously we'll see how much work down there at fight ready has uh, has paid off for him and if you look i agree with all of
1: that i 100 percent agree with all of that if vince is going to get it done he's going to get it done late um If Matson's gonna lose, or lose a round, it's gonna be the end of the second through the third. You know, like that is all very true. I, I, I'm just gonna go not, I'm gonna say it's not gonna happen.
0: All right, there we go. All right, let's keep this trade moving along. That was the, the main card. Let's get into some of the prelims here as well and get some quick thoughts from my guy, Elliot. Um, First off, uh, headlining the prelims, we have the Irish sensation Ian Gary taking on Darian Weeks in terms of odds. Heavy chalk, as you would expect, on the hype train Ian Gary. He's coming in at minus 365, plus 290 the return on Darian Weeks. Now, uh, Ian Gary, I think his hype kind of over – just over-exaggerates how good the kid actually is. I think he's great. He's doing great work down there at Sanford MMA. I believe this is going to be his uh, second training camp down there with Henry Hooft and the guys uh the guy's long the guy's rangy has some good striking has some good chokes on his record as well uh Darian Weeks on the other hand seems to be mainly a power puncher he came into the UFC on short notice against Brian Barbarena and he got put through the ringer with uh Brian it was a close fight although the veterancy from Brian Barbarina obviously paid off that night he was able to take home a decision victory if Weeks is going to win this fight I think he has to use his wrestling background to get Ian Gary to the ground and kind of grind him out. But his cardio does just not look the greatest to me. And Ian Gary does a really good job in terms of countering his opponents on the feet. And I think it's just a matter of time before he lands a beautiful counter in the second or third round, puts Darren Weeks on his butt, and either follows up with some ground and pound or a club and sub situation where he's able to get him out of there. So uh, I'm looking for my opportunity to fade Ian Gary because we're always. Gonna I haven't get-
1: heard the club and sub. You haven't heard that, heard term, that before? term before. Come okay on. okay <laughs> club
0: and sub club, I thought I thought that was like I thought that was the the norm no, in the I'm MMA old, world and... I'm old I'm trying to come up with the club and drum you know what I mean the, the club and the drum until you get that ground and pound victory but club and sub is a mainstay in the in, club in the I
1: didn't man I man, man I'm just I'm just old I'm just an old guy right I still say <laughs> uh NH- NHP baby <laughs> there,
0: you <go. laughs> there you go don't worry you can use club and sub. it's fine it's completely fine I'm gonna go All Ian right. Gary I think Ian Gary finishes him some late uh do you know much about these guys these are kind I, of newer guys to the scene
1: I don't um but yeah I don't there you uh, go that's fine he's, it's, it's, yeah he's Gary looks like he's very long so that's yeah. gonna be an advantage um he's undefeated and he trains with Henry uh like if, if I had I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna make me just like look at stats and and P- yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gary too there.
0: There we go. All right, let's move on to the next fight here. As we got uh Aspen Lad taking on Raquel Pennington. Uh in terms of odds, we got Raquel Pennington as the the favorite here. Uh she's coming in at uh, minus 180, plus 155 The return on Aspen Ladd. Obviously, all eyes were on Aspen Ladd this morning as she was the one that usually struggles with the weight cutting and uh, oh. making it to the scale. Luckily, she makes 136 pounds, looks decent while doing so as well. And then Raquel Pennington, taking this fight on two weeks' notice, she makes the weight like a professional, but... Seems a little shaky on the scales for at least for my liking. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the line is this wide. You know, what I mean, this is the first time that Aspen Ladd is an underdog in her a, entire UFC career. And she's gone up against girls like uh, Jermaine Duranamy, Yana Kuninskaya, Tanya Evinger, even uh the the last one that she fought Norma Dumont, she's a slight favorite there. I think there's a lot of recency bias going on here as she pretty much looked like she was stuck in the mud last time around against norma dumont a full five rounds and she just could not get anything going anytime she tried to close the distance norma dumont was popping her with a shot and that kind of that stifled her forward movement but I do think that we'll see a return to form here for Aspen Lad, as she should be able to secure some takedowns Uh, the longer that this fight goes. I do think she'll do some good work from on top. Uh, Rocky very difficult to put away but I do think that Aspen Lad will have a ton of control time from on top and win this fight via decision. Uh, Rocky again it's not a good look in my opinion that she's coming in on two weeks notice against a grinder like Aspen Lad. She's going to be she's going to need to be 100% prepared and ready for a girl like Aspen and I just don't think she will be. Rocky's one of my favorite fighters in terms of betting on because she's always around this range but i just don't think that this is the fight to go out there and place that chalk on her i'm going aspen lad i have a bet on her at plus 155 uh and i'm going to take her by decision how do you see this one going down elliot
1: <coughs> i think uh i'm gonna get i'm gonna bet that Aspen Ladd is still shook okay. so yeah uh there was too much uh, emotional damage around her last fight is what I, is what my bet will be, and fighting is an emotional thing, mainly. Okay, um, so I'm gonna say that's gonna take some recovery time. Uh, you know, all the drama around her coach hitting her wasn't him hitting her, or something or screaming at her in the middle of the rounds. Yeah. Um, uh, that <coughs> excuse me. That's just a toll. That's just a you know uh I'm, I'm going with rocky by decision
0: but so just 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 uh to, to state it out there i i do believe she has made some coaching changes i'm not 100 percent sure if jim west was the coach that was doing all this stuff i'm not sure if he's still going to be in her corner i believe they are a couple if i'm not mistaken as well mm-hmm. so i got i'm interested to see if he's actually oh be god so if
1: they're a couple it's even worse it's even <laughs> worse right uh eric and i talked about this yeah. and no take nothing away from john wood absolutely nothing right but how you're the head coach of your wife, too. Oh, my Lord. Uh, do yeah. we, can we curse on this show? Go for it. Fuck my life, bro. Wow! Fuck my life to be my wife's head coach. Yeah. Oh. That's got to uh. be
0: a pain. Yeah, like that's got to uh. be like trying to draw the line in between the wife and fighter, right?
1: Well, I have to make my fighters not like me sometimes. Yeah, true. You know, you have to not like me. And then yeah. you have to like go home and be like, well, you know what? Fuck Elliot. You know, all these fucking dudes me practice, you know? Like, okay, great. Come back tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, yeah. we'll separate. I'm only with you for an hour. Yeah. But we gotta go home and I gotta like <laughs> be like, yo, baby, how was work? And I know how work was, you know? Man, baby, my feet are tired. Do you mind getting me a cup of water since you're up there? You know, you're right by the stove. You're right by the refrigerator, and I'm sitting over here, Ugh. man. If 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 it were my coach, sometimes I'd be like, no, get your own fucking water, you know, <laughs> like and and just walk away. Like that would suck, man.
0: Well, hopefully Aspen Lad's not living with her coach compared to what John Wood and uh John Calloway. Well, you just Dwanza said he was her
1: wife. West was her wife. You know, uh, the, so, I think
0: they're they're like boyfriend girlfriend. I believe. I don't think they're married.
1: Okay, so but yeah. but now. But then to not be the coach, yeah. Like so, I was and I wasn't. So what's home like? Yeah. So now I'm not your coach. So what's home? You know, and I'm not in your corner anymore. So what's it like at home? Yeah. Like what's your so that affects how you fight. Mm -hmm. That affects. Now actually, on the
0: on the flip side here, with with Rocky and Torres obviously being a thing, Mm -hmm. how do you think that affects her fighting on the same card as as Tisha?
1: I don't know, man. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I have I have no clue. You know, yeah. I I have no clue. Uh. uh. Yeah. I, All right. I, we'll, we'll I, just move I, on I, I, then. I know, That's like, fine. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what 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 yeah. uh two females in a relationship is like. Like, yeah, what is the true. dynamic of that? I've never been in one. I've never closely <laughs> experienced one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what that does uh. Is that my internet? Oh no.
0: Shaking up a little bit, but I still see you. Where are you at, Elliot? think we're losing Elliot. We had like 15 more minutes. If you can hear me, Elliot, you should hop out. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. We got you okay. back.
1: Okay. Yeah. Phew. So I don't know what happened. Sorry. Um, no worries. So yeah, like I don't, I, I can't, uh, I, I, I can only say from the male female perspective yeah. of what that, you know, what that would would be what would, would seem like for me. Not that. Look, please, there's nothing wrong with it, please. I like I like both Rock and Tisha. They're great yeah. girls. I we train with them, but I, I don't know. I don't even I don't know if they live together now. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you, but that's it. And again, let, let's go back. That's your spouse. You're both fighting, not coaching each other versus uh do what i say because i'm your coach so that that's that's a way different dynamic in multiple multiple ways than it is uh uh coach versus fighter relationship
0: love it love it all right uh in terms of an official prediction safe to say you're going with rocky all right, there we mm-hmm. go. All right, let's move on to the next fight here. We got Mickey Gall taking on Mike Mallott, who's making his UFC debut. Uh, in terms of odds, we got Mallott as the favorite. Uh, he's coming in at minus 200. The return on Mickey Gall, plus 170. Now, the the Mickey Gall experiment, well, I don't even know if it's an experiment. I, I just think it's he's... He's on the shit end of the stick in terms of the situation he was put in, which was coming into the UFC to fight CM Punk. Then he has to grow up in the UFC and take on other guys and just have veteran lessons left and right. Yeah, he's going to go out there and beat Sage Rarkut. Uh Yeah, he's going to go out there and beat George Sullivan, who seemed to be on the back end of his career. Yeah, he's going to go out there and beat Celine Tahari. But when he fights the Diego Sanchez's of the world and he fights the Alex Moronos of the world, he's going to come into some difficulty. Now, on the flip side with Mike Mallott, you got a guy who's coming into the UFC for the first time, had a very successful Dana White contender series fight where he didn't need to really even break a sweat. He choked out his opponent pretty much immediately. Uh, But I've known a lot about this kid for the last 10 years or so. I actually worked for a promotion up here in Ontario, Canada uh, that had him on one of our shows and nobody wanted to fight this kid it was very difficult to get it matched up i think at the time he was only three or four no but he had an extensive muay thai background very good jujitsu background as well nobody wanted to fight the kid we managed to find somebody and he finished him within a minute and a half like that's how badass this kid was then he goes over there to the wsof and fights akeem dawadu and i'm telling my boys I'm, yo let's watch this mike Malak kid. Last well, is Mike Malat kid, and Hakeem Duadu deads him in like three minutes or four minutes in that fight. So, uh, a great coming out party for Hakeem Duadu as well. Uh, Malat. Came on some tough times after that, uh, but he is a big cat. He's he's six foot one, if I'm not mistaken, and he's cutting down to 145 pounds uh, time and time again. And he missed a weight actually for the Hikim Dawadu fight. I believe he was very close to missing weight in the next fight after that, very much draining himself to get to that weight as a youngster. But now, as a full grown adult, uh, he's made the decision to go up to 170 pounds. There was a time frame, about two and a half years to three years, where he pretty much stopped fighting because he said he lost the fire and he went over there to team out out to become one of the coaches there and you'll see him more often than not coaching uh alongside danny castillo and those guys very very sharp dude is mike malott now he obviously came back uh and he had two solid fights he beat solomon renfro in his welterweight debut where we saw him take a big shot and still managed to keep chugging forward because that was the big question mark on him is what is his durability like now that he's not cutting down to 145 pounds will that help his durability out it seemed like it did in the solomon fight but we don't have enough of a sample size to be like okay he will legitimately be able to take shots on the chin now and he'll be okay Mickey Gall, not a crazy power puncher, but he is willing to bite down on the mouthpiece, come forward and throw big shots. That is a slight concern, which is why I'm not rushing to the betting window to play Mike Malat at minus 200. But if Malat and his durability show up this weekend, tomorrow night, he runs through Mickey Gall, in my opinion. I, I don't think it will even be close. I think Mike Mallott is the shit. He is absolutely phenomenal. Great fighter. Give me Mike Mallott, Mike Malat by finish. But uh, my, minus 200, i'll set off that for right now let's just see what he has and let's see him actually take some shots on the chin and see how he uh reacts uh elliot you know much about these guys what, what would your assessment be
1: look i really I, I hope mickey gall got paid a ton for the uh cm punk fight because i'm sure he didn't uh
0: dude i think he's on like a 50 and 50 contract like i think right he's now. getting paid like yeah still, now
1: maybe but, but, for like, a guy that's that
0: three playing. and three in his last six fights right right like,
1: but sure so but that's not getting paid bro uh well what, in comparison
0: he, to everything else elliot, let's, yeah but let's what's, be he, honest.
1: What's, what's he gonna do after his fighting career is over when he doesn't have millions of dollars
0: maybe open up a jiu-jitsu gym who knows elliot yeah
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's look that like getting paid and getting paid and getting paid is different right like so yeah uh so, yeah, just just because I, I would love to touch on what you said in the beginning for a second, if, if I could like me. this idea of growing up in the UFC. It's hard. Yeah. You know, um, I came into the UFC with five fights and I just wasn't good at fighting like uh, I was good at fighting. Right. Like in the gym. and it, Right. But the, the day of thing is hard and you have to learn how to do that. And to learn how to do that in the UFC, you're uh, it, you go like this. You know, up and down. And uh, do you know what the best performance enhancing drug is?
0: Confidence. The
1: I don't confidence. Know. That's right. Confidence. You're 100% correct. I'll take confidence over any steroid any day. Um, so it messes with your confidence. It, how can it not? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's very hard for me to ever bet on, me, on Mickey Gall because of that fact. You know, he's learning how to fight in the UFC, and every time. They give him a little test, then he fails fails it, right? Yeah, Yeah. he falls short. And look, to fault of his own, yeah, of course, like you're the one doing it. But to no fault of his own, he I mean, and he had to say yes to the CM Punk fight. How do you not say yes?
0: Who wouldn't say yes, right? Like at that position?
1: Yeah, that one's easy money.
0: Yeah, and you make a little bit of a name for yourself right off the bat.
1: Right, you fought CM Punk, you know? I mean, like I I would ask to then get cut and then go (laughs) learn how to fight yeah right you know like it with a with a hey i'll I'll be back on it yeah. you know but yeah fighting ufc fighters whew.
0: for sure uh in terms so, of yeah uh, i'm going mike milan yeah
1: uh, but minus 200 yeah Mm-mm perfect too much love it I love it I'd leave this fight alone yeah.
0: all right let's move on to the next fight Here, are very interested to hear your thoughts on this one we got uh old man Alexio Olenek taking on Jared Vandera in terms of odds we currently have Alexio Olenek and Jared Vandera had to pick him actually minus 110 on both sides flip a coin that's pretty much what they're saying for you to do here uh what are your thoughts here I know you're a jiu guy uh you you gotta love Alexio Olenek right
1: I have no clue who this other guy is I've never heard of him <laughs> um Isn't Olinux still ranked?
0: I believe so. Um, Let me just pull it up here real quick. Uh, uh, Well, yeah, I believe he's number 15, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's right at the end of it. So look, I mean,
1: Eric and I talked about this. Uh, Heavyweights need to step their game up, you know, Mm -hmm. just in general, I would say. Uh, Eric and I, you know, like the state of the the current heavyweight division, um, the top five, six, uh, you know, like, those guys, I don't want anything to do with them, right? Uh, but once you get outside of that, it's, uh, you know, where where do they have Tom Aspinall right now?
0: Uh, he's actually number six. Okay, and then who's number seven? Uh, Volkov, who he just beat.
1: Okay, so outside of seven, you know, it, 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 I mean, there's a massive drop-off. Yeah. Tom Aspinall only went up to six after that fucking destruction of Volkov.
0: That was very impressive. That was I was pretty big on Volkov that night. I didn't think who's, that Aspinall would who's get him five. Down, is Curtis uh, number, five? Number five is Lewis. Number four is Blades. Three Tuiwasa. Two Steve. Steve yeah, Blade. yeah,
1: yeah. I got I got up yeah. after that. Wow, wow. They got Derek still up there, huh? Five. Um, I guess so. I guess I could see it, but outside of. Oof. Where yeah, Bozer like, Strike you know, is eight.
0: number eight, who was supposed to compete on this card against Martin Tabura, but that fight actually just fell out like literally right before we hopped on here. So oh really, one fight what yeah. Uh illness for Martin Tabura. not 100 percent mm, sure why, but uh yeah, he's just out. He made the wait this yeah. morning, but they they ruled him out.
1: Oh you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Omic's gonna try to get the guy down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> simple as that uh, ju- Just to give some insight In terms of what you're getting with Jared Vandera he- He's a big dude at this weight class uh, He moves through cage very well He lost to Andre Arlovski in his last fight uh, But I thought, you know, he-, he was just One, two strikes away from really Pulling that fight out himself uh, he-, he did very good work uh, with his Footwork and his movement, getting Andre Arlovski Up against the cage and having him in those Positions, but he just failed to pull the trigger In certain spots, and he allowed Arlovski to do that blitzing thing that Arlovski does to just break out back into the center of the cage and then it was just seconds later van Der was able to corral him again up against the cage but just would not pull the trigger When Vandera is on, he's able to go out there and have a performance like he did against Justin Taffa, which is a volume-based striking decision. He likes to go out there. He doesn't throw big power in his shots, but he likes to go out there and just throw a ton of strikes. Combinations, very active with his leg kicks. I love what I see from the cat. If I'm not mistaken, he's out of uh, Dan Henderson's training camp over there in Temecula. But uh, solid fighter. If he can keep this fight vertical, which I think he does, you know, Olenek, great jujitsu guy. Wrestling ugh, leaves a little bit to be desired. I think Vandero will do a good enough job in terms of keeping this upright and uh, just touching him up. I know a lot of people are expecting this fight to fight uh, finish inside the distance, but I see it going similar to the Sergei Spivak fight for Alexi Olenek, where Olenek's going to be trying to get this fight to the ground. Vandero will shuck him off and just touch him up from the outside, not overextending too much in hopes of not getting taken down by Olenek on a counter or anything like that. So give me Vandera. Vandera by decision, I believe, is also sitting around plus 500. So if you guys like that, I think that's worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Vandera for my prediction. I'm not even going to ask Elliot. I'm going to say Elliot's going to go with the BJJ Black Belt here and go with Alexi Olenek. Just sure, just for the hell
1: out. of it. you If it's a pick em, you go one way, I'll go the there other. We go. There, there we, we go. There
0: we go. All right, couple fights left here, and then I'll let my guy uh, uh, Elliot go. We got three fights left. Next one, we got Anthony Hernandez going up against uh, short-notice debutante Josh Fremd. In terms of odds, we got minus 190 on Fluffy Hernandez, plus 165 the return on Josh Fremd. I'm a big fluffy guy. I I love what he does. Uh, He's a very good fighter. If you go back and watch his LFA title fight against uh, Brendan Allen, you'll know what he brings to the table. I think, and I might get some shit for this, but when he's on, he reminds me of a prime Kane Velasquez in terms of how he fights. Stop all pressure. It. Hey, hey, e. e. listen to me first. Listen Stop. to me first. I'm mean, the biggest game fan. But come on, man. I am the biggest game fan. But I'm saying stylistic. First of well, all, free okay. Kane. Free no, 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 no. Free him. Yeah, free and Kane. second exactly. of all, second of all, hey. come
1: on, man. Don't compare someone that's on a prelim undercard to maybe one of the greatest
0: heavyweights of all time. Okay, tell me this. What what was Kane Velasquez's game? What did he do good? What was what made him great?
1: yeah sure 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 he was he had amazing output he had yep. good power he had amazing wrestling yep. okay he had great cardio yep um
0: he had he, that he, is he, fluffy Hernandez but a poor okay. man's version but, uh, but a poor but, man's version
1: but but that's not fair to Kane man come on of course it's Kane
0: Velasquez dog I was in Anaheim, California the night he knocked out uh, Brock Lesnar because I'm that big of a fan He's the second greatest heavyweight of all time right now. No, I I agree. I agree. I'm just saying when Anthony Hernandez is on, he somewhat looks like the stylistic equivalent of Cain Velasquez. All right. Brushes you with punches, crashes the pocket with combinations, great boxing, and relentless takedowns and pressure. That's his game. And I think you do that I agree, I agree, but,
1: but he hasn't done it to Nogueira. He didn't beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, of course. He didn't, right? He didn't, you know, he. Who, I mean, he didn't beat Dos Santos twice the way he beat Dos Santos, right? Oh, We, God. we, we can't do it yet, man. We can't do it. I'm not you saying know? he we has the potential
0: of Cain Velasquez. I'm saying yeah, he tries don't, to don't emulate
1: it. Same, don't put them in the same state, man. Not even the same country. Come <laughs> on, it's
0: Cain Velasquez, homie. Kay Velasquez is my dude, my probably my number two favorite fighter behind Shogun. But I love, I love Kay <laughs> Velasquez, everything he brings to the table. I will say this about Fluffy, though. He has some questions about his durability. He's been finished twice inside the UFC, once by Marcus Perez, where he got hurt to the body and then got dart choked after that. And then Kevin Holland charged him in 40 seconds. Again, it seems like a guy that has some issues in terms of taking damage to the body, similar to what Matt Brown was going through for a several fights uh, several years ago as well. Uh, you know you touch the guy to the body it seems like he has i don't know what it is fragility whatever it is maybe he had a bad weight cut and his his body's just not feeling the greatest but I like Fluffy here. As long as he doesn't get knocked out, I think he can go out there and finish Fremd himself. I do like the fight doesn't go to the decision here, which is roughly around minus three hundred. You can parlay that with something else, but I think one way or another, one of these guys is going to get the finish. Fremd is is more so of a striker, good punches, good power, but I think that uh, Hernandez will be able to pressure him, get him to the ground, pummel him into the ground, and eventually find a submission himself. I'm
1: going the other way just because you called.
0: Sorry, are you familiar with Frem though? I believe he's not, a not even the guy. a
1: clue who he is. But you compared Fluffy cain velasquez so no i gotta go the other way just to prove
0: you i can't right. wait to get the shit in the comment section after this one i love you elliot i appreciate it i appreciate it all right two fights left we'll, we'll just run through these um i'd be surprised if you know who either of these fighters are first up we got Pietro rodriguez going up against k hansen in terms of bods we got minus 130 on uh rodriguez plus 110 the return on k hansen k hansen missed weight this morning by two and a half pounds very unfortunate This was her going back down to straw weight. Uh, The UFC was kind of forcing her to go to flyweight last time around. She came up short because she was just too small for that weight class, in my opinion. She's one of those in-betweeners where she would benefit from a 120-pound division, but she misses weight here against uh piera rodriguez i think piera will kind of touch her up on the feet she's a vicious striker uh if her grappling has improved compared to what we've been seeing on the regional scene she should be able to keep this fight standing and really touch up hansen and earlier in the week i was picking hansen but i'm not a big fan of what i saw from the skills or on the skills this morning and I, i thought it was a coin flip fight to begin with i am gonna slightly lean to the rodriguez side a little bit more here i think she touches her up wins this fight via decision are you familiar with any of these women, Elliot?
1: No. I mean, I know Kay Hansen. Uh yeah. I think I think she followed me on Instagram, so I followed her back.
0: There you go. <laughs> so he's going with <laughs> Kay Hansen, Mr. Elliot. No, Orson. no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. Okay. Don't yeah, do like no. what you see on Instagram. Is that what you're
1: saying? Uh, you know, the girls talk a little bit and uh oh. and with the with the 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 missing of the weight by that much. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm gonna say no
0: there we go all right we're both on the rodriguez side again with the other I don't girl being for...
1: undefeated you know yeah
0: exactly Tra- trains at black house she's been all over the world mm-hmm. she has a, a very good training camp very good preparation again not often i change my pick throughout fight week but this one was just a little bit too much of a red flag for me i'm gonna go with Pieta rodriguez all right last fight or first fight on the card julio arce comes in and misses weight by half a pound really sweating his ass off trying to make the weight did not look good on the scales at all i'm a big julio arce fan but that was a big big red flag for me especially after coming off of a fight where he got his lights turned off by one of the biggest punchers at 135 pounds in song yadong julio arce great muay thai fighter reps the tiger shawman crew over there in new york but uh i think this daniel santos kid He's fun, man. You watch his regional tape, a lot of spinning stuff, a lot of flying stuff. Uh, likes to throw a lot of big power. He has a, a ton of finishes on his record. He even went over there to the ACA regional scene and uh picked up a couple wins there, had his only ever loss there against a the guy that was, you know, a, a Dagestani Russian, taking him to the ground and trying to just maul him there. But where do they a,
1: find these guys? What are they? Right? Dagestani. I know
0: uh but yeah santos made a good account of himself in that fight even in an l but i do think he especially with the weight uh gaff this morning from julio arce i'm liking the daniel santos side i took a shot on him to win by ko at plus 500. i think he lands a knockout blow here against julio arce um and even if he doesn't i think just as continuous forward pressure and just being the one that's kind of dictating the pace that might even be enough for the judges to uh give him the the decision as well his durability looks great Julio Arce needs to fight a clean fight like he did against Andrew Ewell. He's not gonna get that here against Wiley Cat, Daniel Santos. I think Santos picks up a big win in his UFC debut, gets the knockout. Anything you gotta add here, Elliot? I don't know, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of the weight cutting, since we had a couple gaffes here, have you ever had any type of gaff of your own or been with fighters who have had issues with that? And how do you think those types of weight cuts, you know, missing by half a pound actually translate into the fight?
1: Half a pound, not so much. More more than more than, you know, two and a half pounds, especially two and a half pounds when you are uh at a one fifteen pound weight class. That that's a that's a that's a big miss. You know, that's a big miss. That's like a two oh that's like a two hundred pound guy missing by five pounds, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like percentages go. So um that's not a small miss, that's a large miss. Uh what it comes down to is how hard did they try? Yeah. Like when did Kay realize she wasn't gonna miss weight? That's
0: the thing, she came in 45 minutes into the weigh-in window and missed by two and a half pounds. Whereas Julio Arce came literally the last fighter, last minute and still missed by half a pound.
1: So that's different, right? That means he was trying this whole time and he had to run in there and and get on the scale where she maybe just saw like, ah, fuck it, I missed. I'm gonna sit here and, and, and go because I'm not gonna make weight. So maybe she did not suffer that much. But how much does she suffer during the week to be, you know, like we just don't know these things. Like we don't know, we don't know uh, uh, where where they are. You know.
0: Quick question for you in regards to that: for, Is there one instance for you that comes to mind from guys that you've cornered or women that you've cornered in the past where they really much struggled with the weight cut during fight week? You don't have to name any names, but can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that? If yeah, yeah, I, some, mind?
1: I, I, yeah, for sure, we have some tough weight cuts but we get them done and then the person's ready to go
0: yeah being a fucking miss, professional no, we,
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: I love it I love it all right last thing I'm going to ask you here and then I get you out of here if you were to make one bet on this card who are you putting your money on or a parlay especially considering some guys are just too big of favorites what what fights are you most confident okay, in okay if of everything
1: was even money yeah who am I putting my money on Volkanovski and okay. Pierre Riong
0: there you go. That probably pays out right now. Minus 240, minus 250, considering how big of favorites there are. Is there one more right. fighter that you would want to throw in there to try to give people uh, some good money there?
1: Oh yeah, man. Come on, put your money on Chemayev. Just, just not just, look, my, my <laughs> whole argument against Chemayev was it was not <laughs> against him personally. It's just that you got to respect Gilbert Burns a little more.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That that That's the don't overthink it parlay for this week. It's just part right. of the big favorites in the top three fights. Yeah.
1: What's your shirt say, by the way? one more sleep shout out john annick oh one more sleep i thought it said one more sheep <laughs> and I, thought it, I thought it was like a diss on the lions not sheep shirt or company because i hate I, I was gonna love you even more uh, because fine. i i can't stand the slogan lion not sheep but whatever Another another podcast for another time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll have it for the next time you come on the show. And, uh, <laughs> maybe we can truly be friends after that. Who knows? So we'll
1: no, we're we're good now. No, we're we're great it? now. We're good. We're good. We had a great time. We joked and we laughed. I mean, you're so disrespecting Cain Velasquez. I <laughs> that go, you know, but you know, watch
0: watch uh, Hernandez get fucking flatlined. Look, it, like doesn't be, it
1: doesn't now. even matter if that dude wins. I don't care,
0: dude. it's Cain Velasquez. I'm you telling know? you, no. Know, when when Fluffy Hernandez cracks the top ten, I'm gonna be in your DMs. Please, please come, but like he needs to win a title
1: first before we're comparing him to Cain Velasquez. That's like oh, all these kids that you see. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Look, the, the Masters is going on right now, right? In golf, yeah. okay? Yeah, you remember Roy? Look, and these guys are all good. Roy McIlroy, the next Tiger. Yeah, no. Jordan Spieth, the next Tiger. Yeah, no. Bobby Watson. Yeah, no. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, no.
0: Bro, come I was on, never man. saying that he's going to be Cain Velasquez. I say he fights like him. That's it he tries to emulate that style <laughs> and they kind of look like i'm not trying to be racist or anything they kind of <laughs> look like i'm telling you it's fucking hilarious and it's hilarious that they fight the same way as well <sighs> anyway uh, we're then,
1: just that's just good old no good good, good banter back and Hon- forth.
0: honestly elliot uh, honestly yeah. thank you for uh for hopping on and doing the show with me i truly appreciate it i had a blast i'm glad that you had a blast as well i know you're crashing from this five week uh traveling plans that you've had but uh, you back home next week well, when are we going home I'm home Sunday.
1: Uh, Eric and I have our podcast. Uh, Oh, shit, I got to get that out. Son of a bitch. You're welcome for the reminder. uh, Thank you. Uh, So yeah, uh, I'm home and then yeah, I'm home for a while. So I'll be home. Uh, You can catch me anytime on, uh, can I give a little shout out to my stuff? Go for it, Go for it,
0: go for it. Look,
1: the Seconds Out podcast, if you're in the MMA, me, Eric Nixick, and then I also have my other podcast called The Gospel of Fire, if you are into uh, a little personal growth, right, like or, or just, you know, I, I try to interview people, mixed martial arts all over, you know, business everywhere, like how they were able to like make their life happen. Because I think um, I think it's more important that we enjoy and love our life and enjoy and love what we do rather than chase this money goal all the time, you know, because, you know, money's great and all, but I'll show you a lot of unhappy rich people.
0: No, for sure. And, and I'm glad that you're saying this on a podcast where we're talking about gambling, money, yeah. and betting. because you're right. There's more to it than just placing wages and stuff that you, you want to still have the rest of your life all together. You want to have money to gamble
1: and, and play with. Right. right. Like where, it, you know, it doesn't have it doesn't have to doesn't have to just be so serious all the time with money. Like, do you live a happy, healthy life rather than this? Like, oh, I'm going to and I, I'm all for chasing greatness. I fucking love chasing greatness if you love it if you love it but if you don't love it uh then that's okay you know just chase your greatness whatever your greatness is chase that you know it doesn't have to be this outwardly known greatness
0: you guys don't even have to listen to the podcast to no, know if you follow Elliot Marshall on his uh, on his Instagram. I believe it is Fire Marshall 205 Still, is that correct? Yeah, that's your yep. that channel. Make sure you guys follow Elliot. I do have the link to his Instagram in the uh, description below. But do show some support for his podcast with Eric Nixick and the other podcast that he does as well. Very sharp dude. Very insightful dude. I love following him, and I'm glad that we finally uh, starting to build a little bit of a relationship here, brother. Honestly, appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, man, Priya. I really enjoyed coming on. Um, have, I'll come back anytime.
0: Hell yeah, brother. All right. Uh, on behalf of myself and Elliot, appreciate everybody that tuned in to watch, whether it's live or on the replay. Make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe on the way out. And again, make sure you guys follow Elliot on Instagram at Fire with two L's, 205. Make sure you guys go follow him and show him. I'm some not
1: 205 guys, anymore. Don't I, make I, fun of me for doing that. What is it? Do you, you <laughs> want to change it? To Elliot Marshall I can't. They don't let what? me change it,
0: man. They don't let me change it. I well, what number would you it. change it to?
1: No, we just call Elliot Marshall, bro. We don't need to put a number on there anymore. Are we, come on. What you doing to me,
0: homie? I make fun of you for cable You want to call
1: me
0: Pat kid? Bro, trust me. <laughs> I, I got some COVID weight on me that I need to shed as well. So I should be the last one talking about uh, not being too the time Awesome. All right. Uh, that's All right, too much. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, good luck on your best tomorrow. And I can't wait to have Elliot back on the show in a couple months. Uh, enjoy your time down there in Orlando, Elliot. And we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks.